Eastgates. Eastgates. A Mystic Soundscapes netcast. The latest news in the world of New Age music, concert updates, artist interviews, contests, and more. Presented by Mystic Soundscapes Internet Radio. Because life sounds better. Chill. And now, Eastgates. Escapes number 23 for Friday, June 15th, 2007. I'm Pete Havey. Uh, this is our second of three podcasts this week. Uh, and I do apologize for the late upload of this show for today. I, I had to get to Walmart to uh, grab the latest release of American Idol on DVD. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, today we're talking with John Nixon of 7 and 5. You've been hearing uh, music from his first album in a moment's time over the past few months on Mystic Soundscapes. His brand new release, Trading Stories, is out this week. I think you're going to love it, and John's talking about that in today's interview. Uh, but before we get to the interview, I wanted to cover just a few things here that need to be mentioned. First off, the big news, of course, is the uh, Copyright Royalty Board's decision to impose astronomical royalty rates on webcasters just for playing music on the Internet. Uh, this is uh, a little bit of a hotbed, folks, and uh, I could spend two or three shows talking about this. I'm not going to because I don't have the time. Uh, but basically, if you haven't heard about this, the rates that they're trying to charge Internet broadcasters will basically wipe out the broadcasters and internet radio as we know it. Stations like Mystic will have to go off the air if the rates are allowed to stand. Uh, now, some good things are happening. Congress has gotten involved. Some big players are opposing the new rates. AOL, Yahoo uh, are among them. Live 365, our streaming provider as well. Uh, and realistically, I do think that that uh, a good compromise will be reached, but we can't let up. And if you'd like to support what we're doing and, and support your favorite internet radio stations, please contact your state representative. Ask them to support H.R. 2060, which is the Internet Radio Equality Act. And for a lot more information on all of this, you can visit SaveNetRadio.org. Also, another great resource for daily updates is uh, Kurt Hansen's radio and internet newsletter. And you can find that at KurtHansen.com. And if I can find more time in my life, I'll definitely be talking more about this issue in uh, future episodes of Escapes. Uh, here's another quick teaser for you. Mystic Soundscapes will soon be available on your mobile phone and in your car via mobile broadband and Wi-Fi technology. Wow, where did that come from? I'm excited about that. Live 365, which is our streaming provider, just recently announced their plans to uh, get into mobile phones and cars through Wi-Fi technology. Uh, it'd be really cool if you could get internet radio in your car. I mean, if I was able to do that, I'll tell you what, my local stations would basically be history because internet radio is my life, baby. Uh, keep an eye on our website at radiomystic.com. We'll uh, get the details up there when all this mobile technology stuff is ready to rock. And in other news, I finally paid off my outstanding accounts with Starbucks so I can buy coffee beans again without having to put them on layaway. And that makes me really excited and happy. So coffee's back. Let's rock. All right, we'll do some music to kick off the show today. This one's from Crystalline Dreams' album Threshold, and it's called Ethereal Gauze.
That's Ethereal Gauze by Crystalline Dream on Escapes. You want more information on Crystalline Dream and Richard Ross, the master behind the magic? It's solove.info. That's S-O-L-O-V-E-Y dot info on the web. Seven and Five is at the forefront of a new concept in music as New Age and Electro Chill merge together into a new sound and style. And the man, the myth, the legend behind 7 and 5 is John Nixon, who's here with me today. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you. You know, we've been trying to get this interview together for for like about six months now, and I know most of that's probably my fault, (laughs) uh, but it's great to see it finally come together just in time for your new CD, Trading Stories, to be released. Yes. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but give me a little bit of background first. How did you get into the music scene? What made you decide to start composing as a career? Originally, it goes back, I actually went to music school. I uh, started at Berklee College of Music in Boston, and I was in the recording and production program there. And that uh, led me to a, uh, a business in town here in the Detroit area, Ron Rose Productions, where I was an engineer there. Uh, a few people that I knew through that uh, industry were running a custom music house and they eventually coerced me into coming and work for them and that was when I really began my composing and that was all work for hire kind of things and uh, recently you know you always when you're doing something like that you always have your side project that's your creative project you know you're doing the work day to day um, but you always have that other thing to sort of tickle your creative side and keep that alive. And I've gone through doing pop music. I've gone through doing, uh, I was working on some stuff for a Detroit techno label here and that stuff was a lot more hard hitting and it never really, really hit me as though I was doing what was in me, you know? Right. And, uh, th- to make a, you know, a long story short, I started working with a concert pianist, redeveloping some of her classical music into pop stuff and that kind of forced me to look at instrumental music in a way other than thinking that it was either classical or jazz and I discovered the new age sound uh, through researching that and I realized you know what this is stuff that I've been doing for years and years on the side and not really known where to place it or where it fit. Now you've also got a lot of experience doing uh, jingles and working with uh, large companies around the world don't you? Oh yes uh, the uh, the business that I work for, it's called Coda Music, and we are out of the Detroit area, but we have done commercials for that have appeared you know, on the Academy Awards. We've done stuff for Cadillac, all the car companies, Coca-Cola, Serta, White Castle. I mean, a lot of national companies, and some of it's uh, even aired over in Europe. So, yeah, we've had a pretty large scope over 15 years. You know, that must be a trip to, to balance the different styles of music and then put it all together. You never know what you're going to be asked to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, can you come up with a theme for our show? That would be cool. I could. <laughs> hey, you could, actually. Wait a minute. <laughs> John, any uh, artists or other people who've had a major influence on your music career so far? Well, the way I got started initially, and I didn't even know I was going down this road, uh, but back in the early 80s, I discovered a producer, Trevor Horn, who worked with 
you know, many, many big artists, uh, Yes and ABC and Frankie Goes to Hollywood and now recently with Seal. But I was always infatuated by his records, the sonic quality, the way that the instruments fit together. He always seemed to have such a knack. He incorporated orchestra a lot of times. And I found myself listening to those records, trying to figure out exactly what's going on here and how are these sounds created. And without even realizing that I'm thinking about album production at the time, this puts me, you know, in high school. And it wasn't until a few years later that I actually discovered that that's what music production is. And that led me to deciding, well, this is what I want to do and took me to music school. But I would say he would be the one that impacted me initially to make me think of music as something other than a bunch of guys in a garage banging out tunes. Now, your first CD was In a Moment's Time and a big hit on Mystic Soundscapes. You've had quite a bit of success with that one over the past year, too. Uh, multiple top ten lists on Broad Jam, lots of great reviews on your MySpace page. Yes. Your new CD is Trading Stories, and you've pretty much stayed true to the unique sound you've created of, of melodic, new-age chill, but there's somewhat of an evolution in that sound. Can you tell me about that and what the difference is between the two albums? I think the, the first one... Uh, was a little bit of a case of self-discovery in trying to define this sound and feel what it is that I can do, where the, where the limits, or not necessarily limits, but where the parameters of the palette are, that I can do something that, that has a certain, I want, always want an album to have a certain level of continuity to it, uh, as opposed to just a collection of songs. And that was a case of really feeling out, okay, I know I've got this sound in my head. Where can I make this all come together? And I would say the difference between that and the new one is now having finished one, having been able to sit back, look at it, evaluate it, I feel like I have defined a sound that is unique. I feel that it's something that I can continue to develop. And so I guess I approach the new one with more of a confidence that I have now sort of a base to work from and I can expand on that. the concept behind trading stories what are you trying to bring across with this album well most of it is that uh, i have a little quote inside the cd that says about um you know everybody has a story to tell but how it is told is how it'll be remembered which me yeah you know, and almost when i wrote that i sound i felt like got that quote from somewhere but i'm not sure where uh or if i actually made it up but the idea behind it is that that the, my concept in music is not one of technical virtuosity or complexity. It's more how to take a simple but solid musical idea and develop that with layers and with emotion and with space and all that, as opposed to trying to see how many notes I could fit in. It was more how can I take something simple and basic that reaches people and develop that into full songs, almost in a classical way where uh, Beethoven may take a simple theme and develop that into a much larger symphony. So I tried to approach this as telling 
a story in a way that it will be remembered as opposed to getting caught up in what the story itself is. That's an interesting way to approach it, actually. I, I was also wondering, too, how you approach composing the music for, for your albums. Uh, and I asked this of a lot of our artists, and sometimes it's kind of a stumper question, but uh, is there a certain process you've developed, uh, a certain way that you find you end up composing all the time? Or is it play it by ear? How does that work? Yes, most of them start at the piano with a, a real basic idea. As I said, what is my little hook that I'm going to develop here? Right. And that may take several days of just noodling at the piano until I feel I've got something that I really like. And then I sort of let that sit in my head for a couple of days and sort of play the melody over in my head hoping that I can start to hear a palette, a texture of what kind of rhythms I want against it, What, how rich is the production, is it more space, is it more flowing lines. And once I feel I've got that kind of brewing in my head, I sit down to work. But a lot of times, even the stuff I start with, the original melodies that are in my head or the original rhythms, don't ever even make it to the final. I start. It's a building block process, and sometimes when you get to your fifth block, you have to get rid of the first block because it no longer fits. And that's why you're the composer and I'm the listener. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that it sounds like uh, something that is listenable. That That's the key to the whole point of the trading stories is that it's more about, you know, the listening end as opposed to, I've never been a technical musician where I could really play, you know, uh, where I could go out and perform and dazzle people. It was more about, I guess I see production as my instrument. John, I'll tell you what, people are going to listen to Trading Stories, they're going to love it, they're going to want to buy it, so where can they get it? It is now on CD Baby, um, you can uh, look, it's at cdbaby.com slash 7 and 5, 2, 2 for the second album, uh, it will be available soon uh, via iTunes and a whole bunch of other digital distribution downloads, and uh, there are links to it at my MySpace page, myspace.com slash 7 and 5. And you can also buy downloads direct at uh, broadjam.com slash 7 and 5. So I have a lot of avenues there. Before we wrap up, John, are there any uh, special projects or uh, things coming up in the future you want to mention? Well, I guess I just continue to grow this. This was something that has started. And a lot of times when I've started projects in the past, I finished the first album and don't really know where to go from there. And I have difficulty getting the second album. This second album came very strongly from me and I really felt that I had something new to provide and I've already got ideas going on new tracks that develop sooner so I really am putting a lot of my energy into this because it just continues to grow and it's not been a project that's become stale with me so if it doesn't become stale with me I keep going. Well, that's awesome. I, I, I don't think it's going to become stale anytime soon, man. You're doing Thank an awesome you. job, and I can't wait to expose uh, your new album to our listeners on Mystic. Uh, and uh, you did mention your MySpace page. Is that working well for you? Yes, that's been a great uh, a great way that people have found me, and uh, a lot of people have found me via Mystic as well. I do, I've got comments, in fact, on my uh, MySpace page right there in the front that said found you on Mystic Soundscapes and came to drop by. So that was kind of cool. Well, that's always nice to hear. Yeah. I'm glad that's helping out. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have an official website aside from your MySpace page? No. 
No, I use the MySpace page and then the music hosting through Broadjam at this point. Great. Well, John, congratulations on on a job well done. Love the album. And anything we can do to uh, help get the word out for you, just please let me know. You've done a lot so far. Thank you. Hey, good luck with all your future projects, okay? Thank you. It's John Nixon, 7 and 5. And from the new album, Trading Stories, here's Sleepwalking.
that's Sleepwalking from Trading Stories, the brand new CD from 7 and 5's John Nixon. Check out more music from John and pick up that CD on his MySpace page, myspace.com slash 7 and 5. You can also find him on CD Baby. Throw down that cash, folks. Well worth the trip. And of course, you'll hear more music from 7 and 5's Trading Stories on Mystic Soundscapes Internet Radio. All right, that's it for Escapes number 23 for June 15th, 2007. Uh, The weekend's here. I'm going to kind of shut everything down here, watch a movie, and uh, fire up the computer again tomorrow and uh, produce the next show, Escapes number 24, where we've got a featured interview with Australia's Catherine Duke. But for now, I'm nuking that popcorn, maybe throw in a couple of ice cream sandwiches for good measure, some coffee, and I'm set. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to tune in to Mystic Soundscapes this weekend for that brand new music from 7 and 5's Trading Stories. Take some time and relax. Wish I could take my own advice. Hey, we'll catch you again in a couple of days. For Escapes, I'm Pete Havey.